Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Without Context podcast. I know releases have been, you know, touch and go here a little bit, but sometimes that just happens. Starting to be that time of the year also. So we're yeah, going to... It started to be like that with Call of Another Deep 2, which is kind of sad uh, because we had like a really cool thing going. We were mostly consistent for like 13 episodes and it's like, oh, nope, holidays. I'm like, oh, right. Those exist. This is the time uh, of the I already, year. I already made a... Sh- yeah, this is the time of the year where all the upda- up, uh, uploads are going to start getting a little uh, sporadic with everybody's schedules and all that. I already it's made a short easy. about that. Yeah, I already made a short about that on the YouTube channel, and you've probably seen it with the traction it got for no reason, really. Yeah. Um, but today we have X with us to talk about AEW's Dynamite from yesterday and kind of... A pro- I want to say kind of a progress report a little bit, if we can get to it, about uh, Triple H's WWE while we're at it. Yeah, it's been about uh, two or three weeks since our last uh, gathering here for a wrestling episode. Yeah, um, so. right around that time, AEW uh, turned into an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yep. And um, it's calmed down a little bit. I wouldn't say it's calmed all the way down. But, uh, you know, growing pains, three-year-old company, it happens. Yeah. We, uh, I remember the last time we gathered, it was just after, it was like the dynamite bef- a couple of weeks after um, the whole thing with CM Punk and, and was, uh, Kenny Omega. I think it was, it was like a week one, or two. I think it was the one that week. Like, it was the Sunday, oh, yeah. and then we recorded on that Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah. I think we recorded before Dynamite, so we didn't get to actually talk about, like, the... First episode post, uh, post you know incident, but uh, there has been incident. some stuff about it. Um, there has been like, reports here and there about it, so there's definitely some stuff to talk about. All right. Uh, first, I would like to talk about uh, Dynamite, which was yesterday. We have the rare opportunity on a Thursday to actually talk about uh, a Dynamite after it's happened. Yeah, in the last few weeks we've been trying to scramble because we had a we had a list of topics and guests and they've had stuff come up. So we were trying to scramble to get guests and everything on. And that's why the last few uploads haven't been, you know, completely uh, on time, but we were able to sit down today with X and actually get a post. Yeah. Dynamite uh, conversation. Uh, I guess the uh, deck, if you want to start with your thoughts about it. So uh, I, I watched most of it. Um, I think all in all, I liked what I saw. Uh I think Dynamite's doing so. What Dynamite used to do with me is I would be super interested in like the lower card and uh, towards the mid card, and then towards the end, I'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tune out now." Um, now it's the other way around for me, where it's like I the the lower card is kind of like whatever to me for the most part um, because they just frankly have too many stories that they have to that they have to go through, um, and the the going I, I actually really like the altercation that um that john moxley and hangman had and page had it was really, one, of it was the, really well done. one of the better promos of page's uh career so far yeah, in AEW. for sure it's uh definitely brought some fire back to him because he's kind of been in this weird place since losing the title where he's been involved in feuds but he hasn't been the focus of feuds mm-hmm. uh he hasn't really gotten like into that upper echelon of the performers again to be in the title picture. He's always been kind of in a situation with Andrade and Rush and Ten and Dark Order, and uh, 
everything after the CM Punk incident, you know, there's kind of been this weird feeling about Paige. Like, why is he still on TV? He started this, but he didn't. Is literally just Punk being an asshole. Yeah, we know we know that now. We know that. Uh, so it's kind like, of do that already. But what gets me is the fact that we are seeing, the territory. Yeah, what gets me is we are seeing this much of Adam Page post incident. Mm-hmm. Yes, which we're actually. What gets me is the last few dynamites have been pretty solid and they've been missing a lot of their big players, which goes back to something I talked about when AEW first started. They had to have a really strong mid card. Um, like even losing Malachi Black uh, for his you know personal reasons and everything and Andrade being suspended for assaulting Sammy Guevara. It's Sammy like Guevara being Sammy Guevara. You have the Acclaim, who are just like the biggest baby faces in the company right now with Billy Gunn. The homegrown talent. Yeah, See? I mean, but you're right. There is a lot of stories because also yesterday was the first time in weeks we saw the Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian story finally get a little bit more progress also. Yes. So it's starting right. to show to me that I do think they need another t- night of another night of TV. Yes. Not necessarily cool. for not necessarily for a brand split. But just to let these stories, or as I like to call it, you know what Rampage was supposed to be the purpose of is to continue some of the storylines from AEW Dynamite all the way to um, AEW Rampage and just kind of connect those two together. You know, I I think I like uh, I like the I like the idea of like elevation being what they use for AEW Dark. I think I think dark should be that like dark uh, should be or the other way around, really, either or. Uh, but one of those online shows should be uh, a spot where they um, where they where they push storylines along. And it's not just a bunch of matches for like, yeah. 45 minutes. I think uh, I think dark or dark elevation could be used for actual like storytelling, like an hour episode, you know, like probably like an hour episode a week. Of just like stories that won't be on TV that week can get a little bit more, yeah, you know, exactly. focus and everything. So it's like, okay, you're gonna miss out if you're not watching the YouTube, but right. fair enough. There, the info is gonna be there if you need it, you know. Yeah, and it's gonna and like when they bring up the feud again, they're gonna be like, oh, and this is what you missed on Dark if you missed it, and yeah, previously have on, the handy YouTube leak. Yeah. yeah, previously on AEW Dark, like also. Yeah. also also, I had an idea. Also, another idea for um AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. You know, um, I had I was just thinking about this maybe a couple of days ago, where you know Dark and Dark Elevation could like have their own separate records. You know, if they're still AEW still focusing on the record system, where you can build up talent so they can move their way up to like Dynamite and Rampage, kind of like a ranking system. So, you know, you can continue stories on there, but at the same time, you know. You win enough matches, you start to get featured on Dynamite Rampage, and you start with like a separate record. So, I like yeah. that in theory. I think it would get really complicated. It would get like needlessly yeah. complicated. Yeah, it will. I like the idea know. of it. I like Dark's purpose of bringing in guys from smaller promotions to get wrestling in front of a bigger crowd, while mm-hmm. also putting the guys who aren't always on TV like up. And it's like, hey, we're using a ranking system, so here's how we pad it. You know, like here's how right. we get stuff going to where we need it to go. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of it. I'm always for, you know, giving these smaller guys kind of a platform to to do their stuff mm-hmm. um, and getting some of like the indie guys like Warhorse was on there recently, I think. So it's like the popular like 
people for the fans to see Be because darlings. I think a live AEW show is like dark, the show, and then Rampage. Like it's recorded. a lot. Like it's like I think they even have elevation. Yeah, so they I have dark dark elevation, the show, and then well, and then I Rampage. think dark elevation's at the studio. They have a studio oh, in okay. Florida that they have yeah, all wrestling enough. at. But I think like the actual live shows is like a few dark matches, and then the sh- then dynamite, and then they f- tape Rampage afterwards. So that's why mm-hmm. Rampage, I guess, kind of feels like it lost the energy because it's after you know three hours of wrestling. By the time the Rampage crowd does feel deflated during yeah. Rampage. <laughs> And I feel like that's an easy fix by just taping Rampage before Dynamite, um, before Dynamite, you know, so, you know, crowd's not there too late and it'd be about 10 o'clock by the time everybody gets out. But, you know, I think there's, logi- I think there's logistical problems in that Tony Khan doesn't have the WWE money. Yeah, no, he, no, he um, not yet. So he's got to he's got to work with what he's got, which is mm-hmm. I mean, it's great value for fans who go watch AEW shows because yeah. you get like six hours of wrestling. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the same as like going to it's, it's the same as going to like a Raw or SmackDown show where it's like, here's the dark match. And then they do the weird they do like superstars main or the main event or like superstars. It's like back yeah. in the day. So they used to do dark matches velocity. and stuff like that. So velocity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunday night heat. Saturday night heat. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday night heat. Um, But yeah, like back to, I guess, what led to the AW is still missing all a lot of their top names. The Bucks are still out. Omega still out. They didn't bring Omega back for a Toronto-based show, despite being you know Canadian. So yeah, it's like so, just, so it it shows that Tony Khan is serious about these matches. Like, hey, we're not just going to bring you back because we're in your country. It's like this is you are suspended currently. So I like how he's actually holding people to what he has punished them for. He's not starting to show a bit of favoritism. Towards right. letting people off early for special reasons, which I think well, we do, is a sign start, that he's starting to actually, you know, grow a little bit of balls when it comes to his employees, because a lot of it was CM Punk just walking over him during that media scrim. So it was rough, hard to watch for that reason. It was hard to watch. Um, but even without those big names, I mean, the day one guys packing Orange Cassidy, t- like tearing down the house. You had the acclaim who showed up as. Um, they didn't weren't there day one, but they showed up, you know, these annoying heels, and now they're like the biggest baby faces in the company. They started out on dark, you know, these yeah. were, they were a tag team that started out on dark. I mean, through the pandemic, you know, they were building themselves up, and then you know, they come with this idea with the whole scissor me daddy ass thing, and it just blows up out of nowhere, you yeah. know. And they sell t shirts, and they're probably, you know, one of the biggest selling merch sellers on the site now and it's weird it's crazy it's and, crazy how that happened yeah and you see like originally tony khan had, had talked about this interview he had four guys that were going to be the first four champions and they mm-hmm. were the four faces on the all-out poster jericho omega moxley page like those were the four guys who were advertised and it was because these are going to be my first four champions you got jericho who is now the ring of honor champion and his story with Garcia and Bryanson is still going on. But the Ring of Jericho. Is, yeah, the Ring of Jericho. But your main event scene is on the backs of Paige and Moxley right now. Like, And the yeah, thing is, is, because it feels like every time we get to a point where MJF's going to be that guy, is involves CM Punk, and CM Punk does something or gets hurt, and MJF falls back down the ladder. 
and I'm like, I really hope this is leading to, you know, a big moment. Like maybe so down the line, Paige beats Moxley, you know, but it's like, hey, here's the chip. I want this match sanctioned tonight. You build the babyface, you know, and Paige having him lose to MJF, who had just wrestled a opponent who went through a battle with Moxley. Like, that mm-hmm. seems like an easy way to get the ultimate, like, heel heat on to MJF and sympathy for Paige. That's what you want to do, uh, yeah. given the his thing is, I don't MJF's know what, actions. Yeah, the thing is, though, it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. Because at uh, GCW, MJF's crew cost Moxley his title. So it's like, why are we building this Paige-Moxley feud when there's obviously an MJF-Moxley feud being built? And I feel like we're probably being led into a triple threat for the world title. It's kind of what it's looking like at this point, because, you know, if you've noticed in all the promos Moxley and uh, Paige have been in so far, you know, they have they made it a point to spotlight MJF up in the box. And um, I just think they're probably going with that in this direction, because let's, let's face it, the, the CM Punk situation derailed every bit of plans that they had for MJF and Punk. Okay, yeah. it got completely sure. derailed because of that media scrum, which, by the way, I don't think Tony Khan needs to be one of any more media scrums anytime soon. I don't think but, yeah, I, it would I be mean, in best interest. Just it, have Renee do it. it just is, have Renee sit there and do it. Just have Renee just yeah, who debuted, everything. Who debuted last? Who debuted yes. uh, Wednesday also? So, oh, yeah. And, and her looking good, too. And instantly Twitter is like, oh, I wouldn't even care. Like, she can go over there. Nobody cared. Nobody liked her in Raw. Or WWE, and I'm like, this is like, you're capping because everybody loved Renee. Uh huh. She was like the moment. She was like the the best commentator on Raw. The moment they're not WWE anymore, everybody hates. They just turn on them. Like it's just like, it's like, oh, WWE is where she got her start, and it's like, yeah, but she's also an employee. If I quit the Burger King, I'm allowed to work at the McDonald's because I still need a job. Like, yes, and that's it's, what it's that, like. That's what it's like. That's the level of stupidity. It's like, hey, you quit Burger King. Why are you working for McDonald's? Because I quit fucking Burger King. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, I need money, I, I, and they're hiring me. I I will never forget. Uh, we were talking about the acclaimed. Um, the one time where they were coming in because they were uh, battling against. Uh, they were going up against uh John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, and they come down. And they're like, check your girl, she all of my mentions, trying to get me up for some oral sessions. <laughs> and that's the thing like, is like, I love that Max Caster has the ability to go like to be able to do that while keeping it like to a limit. But like mm-hmm. it was well... perfect for build it was perfect for building heel heat until he yes. did went too far. And then Tony Khan did have to talk to him. About like, hey, it's funny. Because I think he made like some, I think he made some crude joke that didn't go over well. And yeah, he, oh, no. yeah it, was, it was something. For a while. Yeah, it was like, it was, I forgot what it was. He was suspended. suspended. He was there suspended. And then when they came back, it was the best thing ever because he comes back with like a scripted rap. It's like, yeah. we like our opponents. We're going to beat them. And he's like, rips it and like does his own thing. But it's, yeah, so it's like, a very natural growth for those guys. I yeah. mean, Moxley, Moxley is the ace of AEW. Like, I think, sure. I think as long as AEW exists, he's going to be the guy who, if they're in a bind, the belt will go on him. Probably yes. not to the same level of, you know, ruining future stars like Cena did, 
but I can see Moxley being the equivalent in AEW. It's like, hey, we need or the Randy Orton because Randy Orton is always like, hey, we need somebody to put the title on. We're gonna give it to you. You're always a safe bet. Like Moxley's probably gonna be that guy for AEW. Hopefully not to a detrimental amount, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he's always going to be in that picture. Yeah, because he's a definite workhorse. Yeah, Randy was able to go from like Randy versus Cena, however many they did that, and then like go to like the weird House of Horrors match with Bray Wyatt that I liked. Yeah, it's but, like uh, you know, it's like, hey, Randy, you're the title, you're the champion. We're gonna do this match. We ju- we know that you can perform. Yeah, we know that you can deliver. And I feel like Tony's doing that to Moxley. It's like, hey, I know you can put on a match that is worth it. So just go out there and do your thing. Yeah, and now he's sure. taking on a coaching role. So you had, you do have all these guys in like their early to mid twenties, you know, coming into AEW. Like I think like Kip Sabian is in his twenties, uh, jungle boy. So it's like, you're having this guy, he's starting to teach this new generation. Uh, hopefully that you don't have to bleed every match. I will say that, but like, I hope he's giving them like the advice and everything to, Hey, just tell a story while you're out there. Because that's what Moxley can do. He can tell a story. Moxley is three years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah Moxley is still under 40. So. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's crazy because you have that. You He's know, got you plenty have, of time in the tank. You have Dustin Rhodes still coaching. You know, it's like they have a good co- uh, coaching staff. It's just. And then on top of it, you have Regal and Brian Danielson back there also. Yeah, Brian so Davis is chilling. actively working with talent like Jade Cargill. But so. like that was the thing, like when they had that meeting with the talent and everything, like everybody was talking, like a bunch of the heads were talking. I think Moxley's going to step into that role of hopefully down the line after enough years, he's like, hey, you know, I'm the Undertaker equivalent, you know, hey, we're going to settle this here. What are you two, you know, fucking arguing oh. about? Oh, backstage court. Yeah, like I, I think I think Moxley's I think Moxley's going to be that guy that holds shit together backstage now. I like, think so too. I, I can see him being that guy because if you listen to him in interviews, he actually has a really good head on his shoulders. Like his character is just like the brawler, but he actually seems like a genuine, you know, nice guy. So I think like he could be the one that people can come to to talk about stuff uh, if they need it. Moxley has like wild beer uncle energy he does he is the uh, he is the <laughs> drunk uncle that shows up mm-hmm. at christmas and then like drops presents on you yes <laughs> yes for sure or he's like hey um, this is the uncle who picks me up from school when nobody else can and he like shows up in like the souped up like pickup truck shows up in a rolls royce for no reason like shows up or- in the pickup truck like rock music playing and he's like what's up champ <laughs> like <laughs> he has he has that uncle energy yes yeah so. but but that uncle energy is also still able to teach life lessons to younger, more impressionable and, people. I mean, he has the maturity. He knew that he had a drinking problem. He knew that he, he was going to be. At. He knew he was going to be in this tournament, but he still went to Tony Khan. He's like, "Hey, I can't do this. I need to, you know, go." Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, he, put, he, they put Miro in. They changed the plans. Let Brian win it, if I remember correctly. But yes. he was, but he recognized instantly. He's like, "Hey, man, I got an issue." And props I, to Tony kind of being like, hey, yes, we're going to do something about this. And I hope like that comes down to a point where, you know, Moxley can get into Jeff Hardy's head and be like, bro, you need to stop. Like, nobody's going to hire you. You won't be able to wrestle if you keep, you know, doing this. 
Like, nobody's going to book you if they know you're a drunken mess coming in. Like, yeah. so God I knows th- what else he's on. So I think Moxley is going to kind of be like that heart in the backstage in the coming years, especially when the older guys either leave or retire. And then like, you know, newer indie darlings are starting to be, you know, hired and everything. I think having somebody like him backstage is going to be very beneficial, especially alongside William Regal and Dustin Rhodes. Like that just seems like a power backstage. And on on top of that, with uh, Moxley, you know, that takes a lot of courage to recognize when you know you have a problem and it needs to be addressed. And to actually go and actively seek help for that, that also takes a lot of courage because a lot of people don't ever reach that point. As a matter of fact, some people, you know, when they go through those things or they go through some kind of addiction or depression or whatnot, they don't even make it that far. Right. You know, so I'm glad that Moxley went and got himself, you know, he got himself together. He got in his right headspace once again, and he's just able to, you know, mentor the younger talent back there. And I don't know, man. I just wish him all the best. Yeah, um, sure. He's having the one. He came back, and in those months since he's come back, he's probably had the best one of his whole career. Dude, this whole year he's, has been like the best year of his fucking career. He's yeah, just like put on honestly. banger after banger after banger of a match. Not and only not in AEW, everywhere. But in GCW as well, and everywhere he wrestles. Okay. John Moxley loves this shit, and you can tell each and every time he's out there. It it frustrates me to think about it, because, like, we could have had this so much sooner, but you stuck him with a Bane gimmick against Seth Rollins instead of just letting Uh them give, like, just wrestling art just as themselves, you know? Like, it... And, like, the interview he did with Jericho where he's talking about it, he's like, man, I spent most of my time before my matches trying to get, like, scripts changed, trying to just not have to do these stupid fucking ideas. And he's like, then when he turned on Seth and he had, and Roman, you know, his leukemia showed back up, and Vince was like, here, go out here and say this. And it's like, Blind's, like, talking shit about Roman, like, while he has cancer. And he's just like, he's like, I don't want to say this. Like, I'm not going to, you know, go out here and say this because, like, Moxley comes, John, John Good, you know, John Moxley, he comes from a bad, you know, upbringing. Like, I think he had, like, a single mother and all this other stuff. And he's like, Roman's family gave me the first, like, complete, like, Christmas dinner that I've ever had with a family. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go out there and insult him about, you know, his cancer. So it's like, he's like, no, they're not going to pay me enough to come back. You know, like it was one of the things like I can't do this as long as, you know, this is the environment. Right? And, the, and, the, and the more you think about these things, the more I realize that I am so happy Triple H is in charge of this company now because Honestly. I don't know. Another we'll get to, year or two. We'll get to WWE in a second because they've had some banger uh, stuff happening uh, this last uh-huh. a few weeks. Um, but yeah, like I hope for the future with Moxley in the back, you know, we start to see a big morale improvement. Uh, I think I think the case of AEW, AEW has two dads. They have the they have the unapproachable one who's just lays down the law on Brian Danielson, and then they have the the cool one that they go to when when Daddy Danielson gets them in trouble. They go to uh, Moxie like Dad. Yeah. Uh. And the th- without their big stars, we've seen that undercard carry the weight the last few weeks and nothing proved that better than pack and ocs 
oh match God, last we, night. we talk about that yet and it just proves like hey these guys have been with the company they've been loyal they haven't caused trouble they've just gone out there put on banger after banger with each other the the chemistry between pack and orange cassidy is fucking insane and, you know, and it... just orange cassidy winning that all-atlantic title last night like it just shows like hey i believed in this guy that's why i brought him in the fans loved him it's time to you know do this because also you know pack's trios champions right now so they don't want to have multiple belts stacked on people Right, the first double champion in. He was the first double champion, so another another reward. Just AEW stuff. Yeah, uh, just AEW. So it's just another reward for just being, you know, the guy with the company. Yes. Like, Pack hasn't caused issues. The only thing that's affected him is the pandemic and being able to travel. Right. He hasn't wanted to leave. He's gone out there. He's wrestled the matches. He's wrestled the people. He's had to wrestle. Like a lot of people will be like, "Why am I wrestling this fucking Joker?" Like, "Why am I fighting Serpentico?" Yeah, again? it's like, "Why am I going against a fucking Serpentico?" I can do be doing better stuff. Now, Pac's like, "I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do what I'm told to do, and I'm gonna have a banger match while doing it." And yeah, fucking Pac selling last night. Oh just, my god, that DDT on the on the both of those DDTs last night. The way he sold those, Pac he looks is really like, good at selling off. Somebody describes like Pac looks like he just got smacked in the head with a shovel. Like yeah. that's how his yeah. body was like reacting to that. D- He's so he, good. The one outside the ring, he like practically ragdolled when he hit, when he impacted. But that's another thing is that people, I was reading all the Twitter stuff earlier because Twitter is just a cesspool of wrestling. Um, oh, Twitter is a fucking dumpster. People fire. are like, oh, yeah, they, they put the belt on the mascot. They've already ruined, you know, this belt and everything. And I'm like, first of all, Orange Cassidy can actually wrestle. We've seen yes. that. This, these matches against Pac have shown us that. Mm-hmm. It's the like, first one did. The first one is like, hey, people are like, Orange Cassidy's a fucking joke. No, he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. The whole match, everybody was selling. Nobody was looking like they were suddenly better. Like, even after hitting, you know, the first Orange Punch, like, Orange Cassidy was going for his own neck because he had been piledrived onto the ramp. Like, yes. he, he knows in-ring psychology. It's like, I don't understand why people can hate on this guy because of his gimmick. Like, he actually knows how to act yeah. in the ring. Because Orange Cassidy is a prime example of a fantastic character over um actually masking someone's actual ability. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody focus on Orange Cassidy the character. Okay, because you know, they see him and oh, he's just like this aloof, flacker, comedy gimmick. But the truth is the dude actually can wrestle. And uh let me let you in on something here. Back during the Jakar days, he was fire ant. And he was pretty good back then too. So Wait, no shit. Yeah, he's actually fire ant. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can go look that stuff up right now. I'm not kidding. But I I believe you. The point being is, is that Orange Cassidy is a phenomenal wrestler. He understands Mm -hmm. everything that goes on in the ring. It's just people think he doesn't because, you know, he's come up with this fantastic comedy gimmick and it it got over extremely quick. And that's all they see him as. But literally does not care. Like, that's the gimmick. And like, but the thing is, he's smart in that character too because like the count out he rolls down the ring because it's faster than walking or he rolls yeah, down right. the ramp because it's faster than walking like the storytelling and like the awareness of that kind of stuff like you don't get that by being just like shitty in the ring like that's something you're always paying attention to you're like how can i be creative about this and it's not a bunch of high flying moves it's not a bunch of you know rehearsed like rehearsed like stuff it's like orange cassidy and pack 
feels like an actual like fight because mm-hmm. they're not tr- they're not like setting each other up for stuff. It's like the distraction with the ref was what allowed OC to do the suicide dive, you know, and all this other stuff. So it's like they know how to tell a story and make it seem like it's an actual wrestling match rather than a dance. Mm-hmm. And I am really happy he has the title because I want to see where it goes with it. You know, like I want to see the feuds that come out of this. Yeah, uh, it's there's a lot you can do with the All Atlantic, um, especially if the gimmick of the belt is to be like the what the Intercontinental belt used to be. Yeah, um, is you can easily like do, do get like out of like out of countrymen like um, fuck what's his name the really fun the really good one from uh, London. That's not signed to anybody right now. Zack Saber. Zack Saber. Saber. You yeah. can get like Zack Saber Junior. You can get well, like uh, when Kenny Omega comes back. That was something that somebody brought up last night. It's like okay, you had Bryanson lose, uh-huh. uh huh, against the Ring of Honor title uh, match. So what are we going to do with him now? And it's like okay, he's clear to wrestle. Let's run back this Zack Saber Junior feud that they had started. Like mm-hmm. that's what you can do with Bryanson now. Um. Or Danielson, whichever one. Are you calling him Bryanson? Yeah, it's like he has two names and they're just reversed, and I keep forgetting which Brian is Danielson. Which. Brian what? Danielson, the one he's had for thirty years. Yeah, so it's just like, and, and then Daniel Bryan, the one we knew, the one you know WWE fans for a knew short amount of time. Yeah, but it's like he is kind of like after this now he is kind of like okay, where do we go with you know him? Where do we go with Garcia? Like. Because I think one of you guys brought it up last night in the Discord. It seems like there's going to be these turns on people, like with Hater and Garcia, and then it turns out to be a fake out. And the thing is, like, you can only do that so many times before, you know, people start I'm to get tired, tired of it. Because, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh it, started, it started with Luchasaurus, because Luchasaurus uh-huh. turned. He was with Christian, then he turned on Christian. It's like, oh, he turned on Jungle Boy because it was a fake out. And I'm like... I guess because maybe Christian, maybe Christian got injured. So I guess they're kind of trying to piece it together now. Sure. Um, I mean, hater, I can see the hater turn is going to happen, but it's like, it's still going to happen. You don't need to do this, you know, back and forth stuff. It's like, it just seems like that's what got me with Danielson. It's like, or that's what got me with Garcia. It's like, bro, you could have just easily hit Jericho right there and set up a great feud. Yeah, like, and they just keep walking the story back. I'm like, they, they, it's like Tony Khan goes that direction. I was like, ah, let's just walk it back for now. Jamie Hayter, uh, we'll walk that back for now there, too. There I'm like, are moments, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, there are moments where Tony Khan is like, now, right now is the time, pulling the trigger, doing it, and it works wonderfully. But then there were those moments where you're like, not yet, and it's like that not yet then undoes you know a few weeks of storytelling. And it's like, all right, we have to rebuild, you know, and I'm just like, man, you just got to commit to it. You know, at some point, if it feels like it's, I know what the plan is. If it feels like it's the right time, though, like if the crowd is really into it on that moment, you got to pull the trigger. Like, I think even I think what you what you could have done, like, yes, hit hit Brian Danielson with the title because You'll notice what he did is he waited for uh, Brian Daniels to hit the Psycho knee first and then hit yeah. him with it. Yeah, that's so that's was, fine. So there was hesitation. Yes. Like, that's the thing. It's like, so is Garcia still hesitating on 
Jericho being like his guy because at the end of it he was pretty close and like cheering with him. And that's what gets still, me. It's like he's if, kind of... if he had just hit Danielson and then left, I feel like that would have probably been a better story rather yes. than celebrating with Jericho. Or, but it's like about... it's just one of those things. It's like uh, there are times it's like you need to. It's like the small detail, you know. It's like okay, he let Jericho get hit with the finisher, yes. and then he saved him. Yes, that was that was. But a then nice he touch. cheered with him. And he cheered. Then it, and I'm like, it was. It was so did you want a... him to get hit with it? Like, <laughs> or, or maybe, or, or maybe I'm thinking with this storyline that maybe uh, Daniel Garcia is laid playing out Jericho. Uh, maybe he's just playing Jericho. I can see him playing Jericho, and so he can be the one to take him out himself and challenge Jericho eventually for the Ring of Honor World Title and win it, so he can, you know, like his hero Daniel Bryan, well, Bryan yeah. Hanson, yeah, hold both titles, Ring of Honor and Pure Title. Yeah, I mean that's, that, thing, that's a good story because like it then does, it makes everything make sense in the end. Like that's yeah. all I want. At the end of it, does it make sense? And that's why I'm like tonight or last night didn't really make a lot of sense because it felt like he was happy that Jericho got hit, but then he helped Jericho and then he celebrated with Jericho. So it's like one of these things doesn't feel like it fits here. You know, I have uh, unrelated to that. I have beef with. Um, so we saw FTR again. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, the pinnacle's back. I yeah, the pinnacle, the with, pinnacle with Samoa <laughs> Samoa Joe now playing the role of MJF. Somebody posted a shot from NXT. It was Joe coming out with the title, and he had like the Goldberg like security team with him. Uh huh. And one of those guys is MJF, like prior mm-hmm. to him signing with before AEW was even made. And I'm like, it's like MJF and Sean Spears, and I'm like, did Samoa Joe just like steal MJF's crew? Like yeah. his dad? <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> But like think um, about it that way, but then it's like, so because Pentacle's not a thing anymore, and now you have NJF kind of just existing. But then you had the firm, who he's now angry with. So it's like, are those guys just not going to be a factor like going forward? Because they also helped end Moxley's run. It's like this really weird. This is really weird. There's also the embassy that's running around. Yeah, the embassy is running around. Taking on, you know, the pe- like Warjo. I'm just gonna call them the Pentacle now. Uh, yeah. Just it's like, so what's the point of the firm if you're not going to instantly capitalize on MJF and Moxley, but you're gonna do Moxley Hangman? Like, I do just- like the the interview MJF had where he's like, "Hey, I didn't ask you to do that. Now you're in my promo. That's strike two. Oh, Third yeah. one, I'm kicking you out." I and love then that. He's like, <laughs> I love that promo too. It's like, oh, I know. It's the usual backstage thing. Here I am doing an interview, and then you interrupt. Ooh, like I love this like <laughs> mid like is is he face or is he heel like MJF? Yeah. Like I really he like just, he's so he's just good. Taking the piss out of everything, and it's no, fun. He's so good on the microphone. Yeah. It's insane. But like the CM Punk thing did feel like it's was a step back. So going forward, I really hope this feud becomes a triple threat. I think. I think what he'll do is it won't be a triple threat yet. What's going to happen is they'll have the match. They'll get there's some there's some high spot and they're both down. Comes MJF just to make it. Then he makes a triple threat. Yeah, uh, I can also see it playing off like they do the triple threat. He pins Paige because then you can set up a few where Moxie's like, you never beat me. And like that could be the next like big feud 
between them and then you can get the firm involved again where it's like hey you remember these guys <laughs> so like i can that'd see just that kind of be like that'd be like hard resetting that feud between moxley and uh, mjf at that because they've started because yeah. they, they've given you us know. that promo too like they had both yeah. of them a few weeks ago like doing a promo so it's like what are we doing here <laughs> Like, it's just, is it a triple threat? Like, is that the end goal here? Lines, but they're not connecting, you know. I'm just not connecting yet. I think that's the other thing about having, uh, like a pay per view every what three months. Yeah, you can have all these stories gotta, build. Yes, they're still building. So, uh, we're, we're so used to like the story ending in the month and then yeah. the story ending next month. And yeah. uh, that we don't yeah. really have we we're not used to having to wait three months for the story to like conclude. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think we're just conditioned I... to bite-sized storylines. Yes. And the idea of long-term storytelling is done really well in AW, but it's the build that we're like, why why is this happening? Because we're not used to thinking like that. You know, yes. we're not used to anticipation. Well, but we used to stuff being over every two weeks because of WWE. I mean, yeah, kind yeah of he's build just stories. segueing into WWE, like, hey, they just had yeah. the pay-per-view this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then they have one in like four weeks. So it's like. I like when it's consistently four weeks, when it's when every time it's three weeks, it feels off. Every time it's five weeks, it's yeah, fine. Because I think but every it's, time it's four weeks is a sweet spot. They're popping off like three pay-per-views in six weeks. Yeah, and that gets I, to be a little bit much sometimes. Yeah, because they're doing like the build to crown jewel now, and then like November twenty six, I think, is Survivor Series. So it's like a yeah, like a month away, and I'm like, that that's a, that's that's too much. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. a, it's a bit more. And it's like you're bringing back all these like released people too. So it's like, where are they going to fit into all this? Like, it's just one of those. Also, yeah, Twitter just fucking shut up because I don't see anybody complaining about WWE hiring all these ex WWE guys. So. <laughs> But like, um, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's the big thing. Bray Wyatt came back and he came back with a faction from the looks of it. But okay. nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who these faction members are. If they are a faction, their mm-hmm. suspicions because Eric Redbeard is in talk, has talked about resigning. He's probably like the best fit to go back to Bray. Bo Dallas has been reported to be coming back. I mean, his brother, he is definitely probably going to be involved if it is a faction. Yeah. Um, though Seth Seth Rollins and Liv Morgan have completely blacked out their like Twitters. I can Fall- see Liv. I can see Liv going into that faction. Not so much Seth. It's just so uh, weird because like Seth blacked out all his, but he won the U.S. title. I don't uh, on Monday like to set up those Les to the Lashley Lesnar feud, which is going to happen in Crown Jewel, which is going to happen in like one pay per view, and then Brock's probably going to fuck off again. So like, why even the point? Well, I, I know the point. The report said they wanted to make Bobby Lashley look like a strong opponent for having him hold the U.S. title for that long, which I can yeah. make sense. They did a good job. They reinvigorated that title. Um, yeah, that's that's what that was what the reports wanted in the first place. And you're, accomplished. Bring, you're bringing Brock back. And the cynical side of me is like, all that's going to be destroyed because Lashley's probably going to lose. Like. So why even worry about how strong Lashley looks? We all know that Brock is strong. He went fucking for nine sequels against Roman. Like, it's been the only person who he's been back and forth with, and you're portraying Roman being this, like, dominant force, so we know Brock's strong. So what fucking hope does Lashley have? Like, there's 
still the outside chance he can win. I think that if Lashley does win, it's the Hurt Business coming back together. I think because they haven't put almost on TV uh, a lot. Almost was on oh, they, TV. Okay, he has, but on, he's been on a Monday. lot. He's been on a lot less than he's been on. They haven't featured memory. him as much in the last couple months, and that's so, probably because. Oh, yeah, he whooped on. He whooped on some jobbers uh, on yeah. on Monday. I'm happy Raw's doing that. I'm happy they're actually bringing back like jobbers rather than just like feeding <laughs> like so Ali or Ricochet to somebody. Like, see, that's the thing. For the longest time, it was like, hey, who's one of our lower card guys? Oh, Mustafa Ali. All right, bring him out here. We're going to feed him to this guy. And it's like, you know, Ali's posting that he's getting fucking sick of, you know, how he's being treated. But that's, okay. nothing, that's nothing new. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Bray Wyatt's back. I think I read that he's going to be exclusive to SmackDown. So I'm into it. It's going to be their Friday night, you know, thing against Rampage now where it's like, okay, you know, Rampage is going to probably lose in the ratings because Bray Wyatt's going to be on TV and Mm -hmm. everybody loves that. Um, But I'm just like, what are you going to do? If you're going to bring him back, are you going to instantly establish him as this powerhouse? And if you do, are you going to make the same mistake where he's going to lose the first pay-per-view he shows up at? (laughs) That's why I would not put him in with the bloodline just yet. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, hey, look. I like Karrion Cross. I like Killer Cross. I like the character. Yeah. He does not impact me at all in WWE because he either has to cheat to win and he feels a lot weaker despite what he looks like because he can't just beat a man one on one. And I feel like they've done the same thing they did with him originally, having him win that match against Drew McIntyre by pepper spray, where it's like, okay, you make him look like a fucking nerd. Like, why even throw him into this feud if you were going to have him lose? Why can't you just throw him in a feud with somebody else before McIntyre? You know? I genuinely miss the, uh, where he just, like, as soon as he put the street jacket on, it's over. Yeah, it's just like... They did the same thing twice with Cross. They brought him in and made him look like a nerd. Like, it's just, I don't understand it. it. And that's the thing that worries me. It's like, this is what trips at the helm. And it's just like, I'm afraid for... I I tweeted it right after the reveal, and I was like, I'm going to give them one feud before they fuck up Bray Wyatt again. Like, he needs to show up. It, It just needs to be a month, like, a thing for months where he's just running through people. Yeah, I think yeah. Triple H is getting ready to learn that what Tony Khan has kind of learned as of late. You can bring back all the people you want. Now you WWE know, has, a bloated, WWE has a bloated roster. Why is nobody they, complaining about it? <laughs> they will soon. Oh, trust me. That's coming because you can do all these things, bring all these people back, but once the debuts and all that stuff runs out, you gotta start putting together compelling matches, good storytelling, Things of that nature. Good television. You're going to have to start utilizing these guys. And when you have a bloated roster, that's kind of hard to do. And people are going to start bitching eventually when, you know, Bray Wyatt isn't being shot to the top of the card against Roman almost immediately. That's yeah. coming. So I, I, would, I wouldn't even. I would like if you're going to have if you're going to make him like this Undertaker type entity who just kind of like chills out with his rocking chair, like watching from, you know, the stand the stands or from the ramp or whatever 
fine. Don't make it. Uh, don't immediately put him in the in the title picture. Yeah. So I will give it to this. WWE has multiple shows. They have two shows where they can put people on. They have what seven hours of TV time. Something like that. Um, Something like that. Between all of their, like all of their people, men, women, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, they have a roster size of two hundred and thirty-seven. Okay, Google. Two hundred thirty-seven. Uh, two hundred thirty-seven. AW. Like... AW as of right now is one hundred and eighty. So. Yes, they have an additional show in NXT. Most of these, probably about 40 of that roster is NXT. Mm -hmm. So we'll say that they have about equal roster size. But sure, they have an extra five hours of television. And it's like, you still have people who don't show up on TV for weeks. So it's like, I don't understand how roster size can be an argument for some people. You know, it's at least with AEW, people are still showing up wrestling on YouTube, like they're still there getting paid. At least you got a main event. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, for a few weeks, Judgment Day was on main event, and nobody is like, oh, they buried them. It's like, so I don't understand how this argument can apply for one company and not the other. And that's what infuriates me the most about fucking the Twitter wrestling fans, because it's like, use your fucking brains, guys. No, they, just gotta, they, they just gotta paint false narratives when it comes to um tribalism and the getting the brain they root for. They gotta paint those narratives to make critical. it make sense. Otherwise, it won't. Critical yeah. thinking machine go burr. And I mean, <laughs> some of these guys on some of these guys on AEW's roster are like they're fucking crazy match totals. Like Alex Reynolds has 170 match or 107 matches in AEW, just like all combined. You got Adam Cole, who's sitting at like 33 because of, you know, his recent addition and an injury. But who was somebody that came in about the same time as him? It was uh, Hold on. I, well, while you're Brian looking Danielson. that up, I'm going to have my my rant. Uh, Brian Danielson literally the same day as Adam Cole. Um, yeah, ten, 10 more matches. Yeah. But like. You still see Brian. You still see Brian all the time. Like you can still see people on TV if they're not wrestling. That's why. Factions are a good thing. You know? What point? I mean, Cash Wheeler, but FTR, like, fucking 61 matches since they've shown up. It's wild. Um, so, something I was, like, kind of upset about uh, was the report from Wrestling Observer about Adam Cole, where it's like, it, oh, it's, yeah, oh, yeah. It, he's like, it's a concussion! He could be he could be cleared tomorrow or he could never be cleared. Like, yes, you that's fucking how, asshole. Th yes, those that's are how the, that works. Those wow. are the extremes. <laughs> those are so the two extremes, yes. It's just I hate dirt fucking, sheets. This is this is my I hate dirt sheets right Dave, now. Dave just needs to stop. Like he needs to Dave needs to grade matches. He does not need to speculate on backstage bullshit. Wrestling dirt sheets don't need to speculate on backstage bullshit. It's just like, yeah, God, it's just like you can be the Dave Meltzer who just feels like he's an innocent idiot on that end of the spectrum. But you can also be the Jim Cornette. And the only answer is you don't be anywhere between them and you don't be them. Just no. don't speculate. Stay, just reveal. Stay, out, stay <laughs> out of that lane. And it's like everything with like Malachi Black, he, the guy 
is like dealing with like loss and like mental health. And he still had to get on Instagram and be like, if it's not coming from me, don't believe it. I'll be back yeah. in AEW. And they're like, oh, he was paid to say that. And I'm like, no, because this guy is a professional. He says this is his job. He's going back to the company paying him. Like, yes. He's not just leaving. Like Andrade, it just seems like he's an asshole about it. Like, I can understand. It's like, oh, Triple H is going to treat me well because I was in NXT with him. And it's like, Andrade, in all honesty, you're probably going to be welcomed back and then fed to the bloodline. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. But that's another thing that's going to be like, I like the long story, the long term storytelling there with Jay mm-hmm. and everything going on with Jay, because it just seems like the whole family's turning against him. And everybody was like, oh, Sami Zayn's going to destroy, you know, the bloodline. I think it's going to be Jay that finally does it. Um, I I but- love that segment on Friday where 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 Sami Zayn's just like. Look at Jimmy. Everyone loves Jimmy. Look at that smile. <laughs> and then the crowd just and, starts and, wildly cheering for him. Yeah. And then and he's like, and Solo. Solo's cool. He's just a big mean mug the whole time. I, I think Solo has one mode and that's mean mug. That's yeah. all I've seen him do on TV. There was the, there. What was it on Monday, the backstage segment where they're laughing with Sammy and it's like, this is the first time I think I've seen Solo smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like, the th- problem that I have with the bloodline is that Roman really only wrestles on pay-per-views. And I'm like, it's so boring seeing that the titles are just being held like this, you know, like both of them and on a guy who you see wrestle once every six weeks. Like it, it's infuriating to think about it. Cause at the same time, people are complaining. It's like the thing with belts is like, okay, WWE has two belts for the world championship. They have two sets of tag team belts. They have the different TV titles, the intercontinental in the U S yeah, they're talking about bringing back the European belt for NXT because they're doing NXT Europe. They have, the North, that. they have the North American title, which in my honest opinion is the same thing as the U S title. I don't even know why they try to fucking change it's NXT's that. United States title. It, it yeah. just like, just fucking, I don't, it's just one of those things that like, it infuriates me. Cause I'm like, that's, just the U.S. and the continental intercontinental combined for a portion of the world, <laughs> like yes. And then you have you know the the NXT championships and all that, and it's like AEW has too many, too many belts. And I'm like, first of all, it's two companies. It's AEW and it's Ring of Honor, and those are very specifically you know designated. But at the same time, people are also bitching that Sheeta showed up with the Japanese company belts that she had uh, last night. They're like, wow, they're just giving out belts to everybody, huh? And I'm like, bro, there's more than just two promotions in this world. Wrestlers wrestle for them, and they are champions in them. That's why FTR shows up with three sets of belts. And, and, <laughs> like, and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling does the exact same shit. They have multiple belts in their company as well. As a matter of fact, they just created a new... Um, they just created the um, new one. Yeah, the, the uh, television championship. They created the like a- New Japan Television Championship. It looks like a fucking, like championship ring as a belt it's a little it's a wild design but everybody's like i was thinking it it looked like a fancy tv dinner tray but you know that's just me but (laughs) but everybody's like this is the same belt that the never championship was supposed to be Mm -hmm. so it's like okay so what's the purpose of the never championship now so why don't you ask carl anderson yeah oh i forgot see and that's another thing either trips is going to start letting 
people do other promotions, which he's not going to do. So I don't know why I'm saying that. So we know that Anderson's dropping the title <laughs> at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't even let him like walk on with it. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to be wrestling for New Japan. If you're going to be back here, you're not going to have that. We're not going to have that title appear on our TV at all. <laughs> they do a good job every now and again to uh, of referencing um, other promotions uh, when it suits them. They did it with Antonio Inoki. Uh, yes, we just lost him. You know, the founder of New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling, a legend in the industry, and they Absolute did a legend. They did a whole you know remembering thing for him. But then you have a guy who has one of Anoki's company belts, and they don't let him bring it onto TV. <laughs> I wonder if that. I, I don't. I wonder if that's not necessarily like a it's not like don't it's that maybe it's a personal choice maybe he doesn't want to yeah i mean we know probably he's probably dropping it so it's like if you're That's also true if you're going to again like, if you're going to bet on that match probably really good to bet on uh hikaleo so yeah if, you, if, you're, if you're on draft king <laughs> if you're on draft kings right now just throw everything on hikaleo yeah. just just put just put on the money line on hikaleo if, right now he holds the belts, and if he does come back to WWE, and this is the start of them slowly opening the doors to other promotions, I'll eat my fucking words. I doubt it's happening. <laughs> I would, I would be, I would be pleasantly surprised. I would love a unified wrestling universe. You know, I would love everybody's history to coexist with each other, because for years Vince was like, "It's our history." He bought out promotions. He erased history, you know, like he didn't recognize certain title runs because it was people outside of his company. Right. And it's just like. Everything's better when everybody's working together, guys. I think that's true. I think one thing you will learn very quickly uh, as you if you unify uh, every every promotion is that everyone has a belt. I think that's what you're going to learn very quickly is that everyone has a belt. Why is the wrestling industry giving everybody a belt? It's like, okay, first of all, Big dumbass. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's and four major. You, there's, belt. there's four major promotions. We're going to say four. We're going to say WWE, AEW, Impact, and New Japan. We're going to say like those are, the, those Impact, are but okay. <laughs> the fact that Impact isn't dead proves that they are allowed to stay here. Impact are the the cockroaches of the wrestling world. To be fair, they've lasted longer than WCW. WCW was around for like, what, maybe officially, what, 11, 12 years? They're in the 20th year. WCW to WCW. I think they became WCW in 88, but I might be wrong. 89, 88, one of them two. But yes, the fact that TNA has earned its spot just by sheer fucking force of spite. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's like hey, okay, I respect it. I will count that as one of the big three in the US. <laughs> but uh it's like, yeah, but everybody has a title, yes. It makes it better when you have a bunch of champions that can go into like an elimination chamber against each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Like give me an elimination chamber where we see like Okada and Reigns and Moxley and like three other promotions champions just thrown into a fucking match together. Gosh, Alexander. Give me from impact. It's like give me the WWE, the AEW, the N, the New Japan Pro Wrestling like war games match. Like give me that shit, you know. Like that's the kind of shit that I, I want to. I would. That's 
that's fan uh, booking. Like that's fan that's fan wanting stuff. We're we're getting we're getting closer and closer to being able to live our fire pro wrestling dreams. Yes. <laughs> I want to get there. I want all of my action figures to be available to me. And I want them all still, to wrestle with each I other. I still don't know how to play fire pro wrestling, by the way. <laughs> I've tried. It it's it's needlessly complicated. complicated. It plays like one of those it, it plays like an eighties WWF game. And that's uh, not yeah. that's not a compliment. No, not in the least bit. But uh, yeah, X. So the last few weeks of WWE, have you felt mm-hmm. about them? Like being somebody who has watched for years, we're out of this era of Vince McMahon. You know, we're what six weeks removed, I think. Yeah, about a month and a half removed. So, in those last few weeks, like, what have you thought about it? Have you found yourself like just enjoying it more? Has, have oh, you found yourself absolutely. like not thinking about like why is they why are they doing this now? Like um, there's always going to be points where you know I sit back and watch WWE and I was like, okay, what are they doing here? What are they doing there? But overall, I think in the last six weeks, WWE has flowed a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Storyline wise, it's flowed a lot better. Yeah, they're still trying to work out some of the crap that Vince you know worked in. I mean, they put the know, belt back on Rousey. Yeah, After, and um, I was like, they let Lynn hold it for three months. Yeah, I, I, that, I didn't see being that popular. But to be yeah, but to be truthfully honest, I didn't see Liv holding it. You know, you know, longer than the summer. And the thing is, like, this is, I think this is obviously Rousey, Charlotte Flair, like what's going to be. Yeah, like Charlotte's probably coming back. Oh yeah, we're, we're all just bracing for that return. Like, you know, and, oh, uh, it's going to be a shit show of a match. And it know, was a shit show of a match with Liv. Like Rousey can't wrestle. But overall, I really like the I really like some of the stuff Triple H has been doing. Okay, he's bringing back talent. He's adding depth to the roster. Okay, so you know we're not having rematches every single week like we did under Vince, which got tiring. Okay, and you know the pay per views are a lot better. Matter of fact, Clash of the Castle to me was the best pay per view of WWE this year. Okay, that was their best pay per view by far. Okay, Sheamus and Gunther, um, the brawling groups in the area. Oh man, they've just been beating each other daft for the last several weeks. That's a point. I really enjoyed their storyline. That's a point. Ever since Trips took over, like Seamus looks like a completely new fucking guy. Like yeah, he, he wrestled. It seems like he's been revitalized. It's like the energy he brings back, like Seamus is having the best run right now of his fucking you career. Know, he has. And it's and, and you know, I I largely credit that to Ridge Holland and you know Pete Dunn Butch, if you want to call him that. I'm not well, crediting I'm shit to, to Ridge Holland because he's still very well, he, he's the weakest. He's the he's the third of a good. Understandable. Team. The Biggie said, "Yeah, I understand because of the whole shit with Biggie. I'm still a little yeah, pissed I about forget, that. I am forgiving him for that. I but I will give cover credit. But you know what though? Butch has been the spotlight of this group to me because yes. he's, he's triple, just going he's out there and just guy. acting like a wild fucking madman. He's one of Triple H's. Oh, he wants to fight everybody. He wants to smoke. Okay, he wants to fight every damn body within you know I shot of him. Okay. And he's just been, he's probably been the energy behind this whole group and why it works. He's one of Triple H's kids. So. Yeah. yeah. So Seamus so is like the original Triple H's kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he's they put old. all their baskets in him. I mean, he kind of had like a lackluster run and the last they, few years, but I, something, it's, like, it's, it's that chemistry. It's like OC and Pac. And yeah. Seamus saw, thing, he saw Gunther and he was like, 
I'm gonna put on a fucking banger with this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the mess out of this dude, and he's gonna beat the mess out of me in return. And it and it's from, gonna be glorious. From day one, where their teams are brawling and they're just staring each other down, you're like, this is gonna be a great fucking feud. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> but I'm glad they brought Imperium up to the main roster because I don't know, Vince McMahon did some weird shit where he just only brought two of them up, and I'm like, and they yeah. tried to do this thing with Giovanni Vinci, which is kind of like what they're doing with Austin uh, Theory right now. Um, I'm just glad they put him back together. You know, Imperium was meant to be that three-man group. Why ruin it, it? Regardless of name changes, but Why ruin they were a good meant thing? to be that group. Why ruin a good thing? Why ruin it? Why, you know, why change the flavor of the sauce we got all the ingredients right there? Okay, so there's that. Um, Bailey and Damage Control have been really good kind of fell flat a little bit as of late because, you know, maybe they took a step back having Raquel and um, Aaliyah win the tag titles first and then, you know, they put them on them. I don't know, man. I think that in this era, still, I think that's one of the biggest problems. They're still not doing anything with the tag team titles on the, on the women's side of things. Yeah, because that's... Okay. Um... Because it's like setting up like Bailey and Candice for now, right? For the next yeah. like feud. And it's like, okay, what's going on with the tag titles? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, I know that, and I guess they're still trying to work Bailey back to Bianca Belair again. But I don't know, man. It's just like, so parts of the women's division still feel kind of flat. Like, it needs something. Okay. I guess it just feels like they're just on cruise control until Charlotte Flair gets back. Yeah. To me. That's what it seems like. And then, you know, not having Sasha and Naomi there, that's kind of creating a problem in itself, too. Because you just don't have that, you just don't have those two, you know, in their star power. And that's probably the reason why they tried out Liv Morgan. They gave her, they gave her the SmackDown Women's title. You know, they made her a champion. It worked for a while, but I guess it kind of fell flat. Um, But yeah, overall, but you know what? I thought Liv was all right as a champ. Okay, but I knew she wasn't going to hold the title past the summer. Because WWE tends to not run with that very long. It's more yeah. like an experimental thing. And maybe they'll work our way back to it one day, but not right now. Yeah, we can hope. You know, it's yeah. like... It, she had... Like, all the fans loved her. They put the title on her. But then it was like, what, the first match afterwards? It's like, it had a botched finish. Or something. Yeah. And it's like... Why why are you writing in like a storyline botch for the first match of your new champion? You know, it's like why are you automatically damaging them? Yeah, I think that's what did and I think that's what did it in right there, because that they kind of botched that finish with Liv and Ronda with the armbar. That kind of screwed Liv moment uh, Liv's momentum. It did. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, it's kind of kind of taking a step backwards each and every time. Yeah. Um yeah. They should have gave it somebody else before Ronda. That match between them was awful to watch. Like, yeah, it was just like kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I'm like, God, Rousey can't wrestle, and they're just continuing to like do this stuff. Like, Liv, Liv can wrestle, but she can't walk somebody into a great match. Uh-huh. When Rousey first came up, and it was you know the it was what our uh, her and Kurt Angle versus Trips and Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, and like Trips was obviously like going to be able to like help her look good you know Liv doesn't have that experience i mean she's in her mid-20s like she hasn't had that long of like a wrestling career and it's like 
it was like I one saw- thing after another. It was like the chair getting moved out of, like getting kicked out of the corner by accident. It was like all these botches. And, and it's not to say that she's bad in the ring because she's not. She's actually really, she's actually really good. You know, she's improved a lot over the last two or three years or so. But like I said, it's just that she just can't carry the match the way yeah. you know we want her to right at the moment. She can't. You Bret give her a few Hart, more years, and she will. She yeah. can't. Bret Hart, a drunk British bulldog, through the best oh, match in SummerSlam history to have him win the title. <laughs> they really did wrestle drunk, didn't he? He did, and Bret Hart carried that fucking match, and he made. Uh, British Bulldog look great because Bret Hart is a fucking legend and a pro, and that's why he did that. Yeah, you know. So. But overall, I kind of like the direction. Um, they brought Braun back. Uh, different about kinda... Braun now. I, I I I think he's doing a great job. I mean, different about the person behind Braun Strowman. Uh, because kind of showed his whole ass. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, he's doing fine. He's doing all right. I don't, but the, the, see, the thing is, you know, I don't exactly know how they're going to fix this title picture or how they're going to get, you know, these, I don't know how they're going to break these championships up. They yeah. don't want Roman to lose because I guess they're trying to, I guess it feels like they're trying they're their Cruz hardest could, to get the Rock and Roman as a they're, they're trying to get to that point And yeah, and they're trying a little too hard to, you so, know. It's like they're trying. They want him if they can get that match. They want Roman to go into that match with both titles. And I'm like, that's just damaging the rest of your roster because everybody's going to look fucking weak. You know, like nobody's going to be able to dethrone this guy. And it's getting like, to the point where they get and they're getting to that point because he's been champion since what payback of 2020, which was yeah. the week after SummerSlam. So now you're going on two and a half, three years as this guy's champion. And now you're starting to run out of a, you know, you start to run out opponents. of opponents for him. And it's like, oh, well, nobody's going to believe anybody can beat Roman right now. And then you're putting him in with Logan Paul. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, Logan Paul is just being fed to the wolves for this one. Like, and basically. I, but, I'm I mean, okay with it because I, look, he's a celebrity. I'm not, yes. So I don't celebrities expect him all to win. And right. they did, they did hint at the that stuff in the uh, interview where it's like, if you want to, be in Logan Paul spot. Don't let a celebrity be better than you. Like yeah. that was the thing. But I'm like, like who's? But like Braun said, he's not done with the Roman. So we're probably gonna get Braun and Roman down the line, and Braun's probably gonna lose. And you know we might get Lashley versus Roman down the line. Like they're probably just gonna start throwing like bigger guys at him. And I'm like, eventually we might get you know Dexter Loomis against Roman, but he'll probably lose too. So it's like. So who, who my, does my, who does dethrone him at the end of all this? Yeah, that, that my question to you guys. Well, well Deco, okay, who do you think right now that's left would be a credible challenger for Roman Reigns in your eyes? Jay Uso. I th- I think it's like I think that's the story they're building to, but it's yeah. like really like I I'd be okay with it like like. Main no, event Jey Uso. That's you know? probably like the fans like thought of it's like really just like one half of a tag team guy is gonna be the one to dethrone Roman if it happens. You know, it's yeah. like it's like that said. It's like I could see you Solo know? probably being the guy down yeah, the line. Love it. I always that was my love next it thought process. I, I think if because unless they completely have changed his backstory, Solo is like family was never there. So why the hell is Solo helping out? You know, Roman. The... And I can see post world titles. Roman and the Usos against Owen, Zayn, and Solo as like a I, feud. 
I would or I can see Solo that. just outright. Or I can see Solo just outright booting Roman from the bloodline and taking over. You know, and then just be Rikishi Sons as the bloodline. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, which would lead to an unintentional face turn for Roman, probably. But you know, I mean, be like that. My big hole right now is down the line. It's going to be Bray and whatever faction he has, if he has one. Like against the bloodline. Ev- eventually, he's going to probably get a title off of Roman. You know, start showing like the cracks in the armor, and then somebody else will get the other title. From the reports, there was never a plan for Cody Rhodes to win the world championship. Which is a damn shame, really, because he was like the hottest thing. It's crazy in that idea, but at the same time, like, he will come back eventually, and they'll have to do a storyline with him at some point to keep 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 him relevant, you know? And I could see Cody definitely being worthy of a world title run. So I wonder. We don't. So we don't know when he's coming back. Is the thing? Yeah, we, we don't know. We st- there's still a lot of like question marks about that. My Just guess like is Royal Adam Rumble. Cole. Yeah, I would. Lo- I w- I think Royal Rumble would be good. Cody Rhodes could be uh, back anytime between tomorrow or never. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> between tomorrow could be clear. Uh, tomorrow could be clear. Uh, God, I'm still gonna call those Dave measurements. Like, yeah. The the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, just melt a moment. Just melter yeah, moment. Certified, certified melter moment. Certified melter moment. Yep. Oh, why, just... why, we, why the hell do people still listen to this guy? Seriously. I don't, I don't know. Because he has in he has people in the industry who still it, he's the Thorin of of uh, a, of the wrestling. No, that's that's Cornette is the Thorin. I'm not going to no, 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 no. I'm not going to Cornette say Dave's. Is the Alex Jones. Oh god, you're right. Yeah. We went over this already. That yeah, makes sense. you're right. He's the Alex sense. Jones of wrestling, and I fucking hate that. But <laughs> all right. Um, well, at least he's not. At least he's not out damn near a billion dollars. The yeah, last thing, like, given time, though. Yeah. I guess the last thing is like they're not doing anything with these women's tag titles. They don't really have a lot of teams to throw into a tag picture that aren't like just pushed together. I, like... I mean, Sasha. If you think about it, Sasha Banks and Naomi was was pushed yeah. together. So I think uh Raquel Rodriguez mentioned that she wants like a women's intercontinental title that's what they should have didn't say and I could tag see titles. that being like the women's like TV title getting rid of like the tag titles and like putting a single like here's our TV title kind of idea and I'm like okay cool you can bring back crazy you know Nikki Cross you, uh-huh. could, you could turn Dewdrop back into Piper Nevin and let her be the badass as she is you know, you can Please. fix all these w- solo women wrestlers and give them a title to chase when you have the Charlotte and Ronda as your fucking title pictures because you don't know any better. Like WWE <laughs> Women's Intercontinental title. That should be the be all and end all of it. Or just, like, bring, or just bring it back. Just like bring it back. Like, you know, just. Yeah, you can call it the <laughs> fucking Intercont- Women's Intercontinental. I mean, I, 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 Women's I, I, US, something. like. There could be a title name in there somewhere for that, you know. So, the All Pacific title. <laughs> I've got, I got, I've got something for you that's not related to any of this conversation at all. Because, quite frankly, anything that's not the anything that's not a title in the women's division is uh, kind of boring for me because that's how WWE has made it. Um, so, in live events, the Bloodline is facing off against Imperium. Did Ooh. we forget somebody? I, you know what? I think in terms of Triple H leading the ship now, I think he's going to position Gunther as being a very credible, yes, threat to Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I think we, sl- I think we've all the I think we've, we've been sleeping I on think, somebody. I think we've slept on Imperium 
in this conversation. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably they, they, they that's probably the next logical can you, move. Oh God, can them. you imagine an Imperium Bloodline war games? Uh-huh. I'd be yeah. sick. That would slap. The they would it would be like the bloodline and then uh they would have the three for the Imperium and then they'd have one extra person. Who is that one extra person? Same as Kevin Owens. Owens. Or like that could be the thing where it's like, hey, you know, we have our the war games match, it's blood it's Usos, Roman, Sammy. And then it's like, hey, here's who our fourth person is for Imperium, and it's just solo, and that's the turn. People were expecting Jay or Sammy, and then you have solo it, right it, there in that match. Bash at the beach 96. <laughs> solo is the fourth man. <laughs> or yeah, oh, it's man. just like it like I think Imperium and Bloodline would be a great program. Uh I can incredibly see gunther being one of the show's world champions but it just depends on what they want to do like i think like it's just that rock not agreeing or disagreeing to being in that match with roman like i think that's all they're really waiting on is a yeah. solid yes or no from the rock yeah and that's that's the thing that's kind of stalling wwe at the moment but there is some hope for that because there was an interview I saw recently where The Rock was asked who the head of the table in the family was. He he and was. I think he took it and told him that he said, um, you want to know who the head of the table is? You're looking at him. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, they're playing they these started to build already. But that match does not need the titles. Because it doesn't. Rock's not going to win the titles. He's not going to be on TV. <laughs> like, I think I think they want Roman to be The Rock, to be the head of the table. And then... Now that he's the head, they give him a few more like reigns, no pun intended, and then he drops it. Yeah. I think I think him being the rock is the apex moment, and then the fall happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every generation WWE does this though. They literally put everything into one guy to the detriment of their product. It yeah. was Ho it was Hogan. It was Cena. It was Austin. It was I mean the attitude even era, though it did work the attitude era had a good distribution of star power that's true uh, i'm gonna say who was it after hogan though because you don't have a clear one person they after did hogan. they did really draw out the stone cold vince like storyline yes it was brett and so, sean in between it was brett and sean in between uh mm -hmm. but that was kind of like the filler arc uh yeah. in wrestling and yeah, then and, for, and, and, and then it was John Diesel Cena. It was John Cena, and John Cena dominated even to the point of ruining, you know, the Nexus. And right. single-handedly. So my thing is, you're talking about from like the '80s to like 2007, 2006, yeah. 2005 is about. There's this long gap from like '90 to 2004 where there wasn't like a guy. Yeah, but I mean, ever since they've gotten back to the concept of the guy, it's been, you know, it Cena. was like mostly Cena. And I think after Cena left, you're really looking at, you know, I think it was like Orton was always getting the titles. And then it's like the Shield came in and they were the ones winning everything. And now it's like, okay, they finally accepted Roman as a heel. He's going to be the guy. And I'm like, no, you got to, you got to sprinkle the star power onto the roster you can't just have one guy oh, that shit <laughs> like if you have a good upper card and lower card everybody can be a credible opponent but it's like nobody seems credible right now it's like mm -hmm. when drew mcintyre 
you know, isn't the guy. It's like, okay, then who the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, Drew McIntyre was like a no-brainer in they, that situation. They too. went to his home country, not his hometown, his home his country, country, and he lost. <laughs> like, it that could have been a moment that also built to a better feud, where it's like, hey, look, I have one of your belts, Roman, and they could have continued you know, drawing that out, then it could have been like, oh, hey, look, the bloodline's getting involved. Cool, I have this guy named Seamus and his two buddies. And it's like, you could have just built that program more. It's like, I've beaten you, Roman, and now who's going to, are you going to beat me and become undisputed again? Or am I going to prove that I'm better than you? Right, I think... But they're just like, no, Drew just loses. I think they're keeping those titles unified, actually. Yeah, I, they, if the brand split is not a thing, just make one single title. Bring back the big gold. Like... No, 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 no! Don't bring back the big gold. Bring back the big, big gold. gold. The big gold had its had its time. Yeah, make a new title. Uh, Just or, you know, and, and this is my idea too. You know, to break the belts. You know, you know, at Survivor Series, it's normally champion versus champion, right? Well, yeah. they're not going. They're not doing all the reason they, they focus on war games. The reason they can't do champion versus champion is because it's right now one. two of their belt divisions are. Two groups. Uh, two groups. You have it's Roman and the fucking the Usos. Usos. Who are they gonna face? Like this war games probably isn't like let's just do war games. It's them looking at the fucking like whiteboard and they're like, fuck. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. We can't do that. They're like shit. So, we can't do show for show because our shows are being held hostage. Like, right. So my idea was, you know, you put Roman in a ladder match against, you know, like somebody like Seth Rollins. Okay. Well, he just won the United States champion. Well, this is before he won the United States title. Well, you put Roman Reigns in a ladder match with somebody, right? And the finish would be like, you know, them battling out for both titles. Each person has like a hand on one title. One has a hand on one title. One has a hand on the other. And they just knock each other stupid with one punch. Both of them come down with a single belt. Okay, so that person is double, comes down with the WWE Championship. Roman comes down with the, uh, the Universal Championship. Technically, Roman doesn't yeah. lose the match because he retains the title. But in the course of that, you know, they ruled that he lost the WWE Championship because he didn't come pull it down. Whoa, 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 whoa there. You're getting a little TNA for me there. <laughs> I know, but, you know. Desperate times call for desperate sense, measures. Me, make, yeah, it's a little TNA-ish, but it makes sense, though, because. It's, because they've written an elegant solution. I've just like, literally uh, seen this in TNA somewhere. Like, the thing is, like, probably. Is there just, was there just no foresight when they saw Survivor Series was coming up and they're like, oh, shit. No, you they know? booked themselves into a corner is the what thing, they did. It's like, not it's like know. hey, Survivor Series is our champion versus champion show, right? And it's like, why don't we have Drew just win one belt? So, because see, like, the thing <laughs> is, at WrestleMania, because at WrestleMania, you know, when they did this, they put both titles on Roman. You were all, they always had to have, they just should have had a plan on how to book themselves out of this, and they can't. They yeah. were like, okay, well, how the hell do we break these titles up without it, Roman losing? And it's like, the thing is, if you can't do it. Yeah, so, I don't see somebody beating Roman getting one belt and then somebody else beating Roman and getting the other belt. Yeah, that's I the case. See them, make it look... I see them doing a triple threat where somebody else gets pinned and the person who pins them gets one of the belts. So they don't beat Roman, but the outright. belt comes off of Roman. Like, what if I it's think... a two out of three falls match where like the first pins for this belt, the second pins for, this belt. for that belt, and yeah. then somebody they're, they're going somebody to the title, the title. they're either going yep. to have to do a gimmick match or they're going to have to do a multi man match. Like I feel like they're not just going to let somebody beat Roman one on one. I think they're going to have to circumvent beating Roman to take a belt off of him. 
what if a whole now we do a multi-man two out of three falls match we do like say four or five men, people uh first per, like seconds into the match someone just rolls up rolls up somebody one two three takes off with the belt did uh oh god there's a clip somebody tried to do that right i think in yes. aw one of the matches or no it was a. Uh... The new day. It was, it was the it was new, day. new day. Yeah, they like got into the match, and then like Kofi laid down, and Xavier They're, like pinned him. Poke of doomed, and and they everybody like pulled him off of him. Storm, <laughs> but uh, I could see like a sweet like fatal four way being like Gunther, Reigns, Gunther, Braun, Drew, Sheamus. I'd say Sheamus, Drew, Sheamus, yeah. Drew, Sheamus, Drew. Like just give the four, like give the two rival, the two rivalries get involved. Yes, like, and you can. And it's like Tied together all the storylines all together. Yeah, from there it's just like have Sheamus, you know, pin Gunther for or Gunther pin Sheamus for one of the titles, and then and it comes down to, the it other. comes down to just Drew and Roman, and they can go on for however long they need to go on for. So you, you know, you know what we need is we need a a, a five person Hell in a Cell match, just we'll like we did with Chamber. No, 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 no. Five-person <laughs> Hell in a Cell with the one, like, the one with Rikishi, The Rock, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. I remember when Rikishi got thrown onto that fucking hay truck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. But, uh, uh... I just, like, I did it for The Rock. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, it's yeah. just kind of... It's kind of frustrating that the title picture in WWE, even under new management, isn't as healthy as it should be where you have all of these great wrestlers in a world title, you know, scene in AEW. It just feels like, you know, we're doing this because we haven't thought that far ahead. And it's like, all right, we're planting the seeds from Mox and MJF, and now we're doing Hangman versus MJ or Hangman versus Moxley, and it could become a triple threat. It could not, you know, they're, they still have multiple people in and out of that title scene. Mm -hmm. But this one's just like, all right, who's the next sucker to fucking get cheated out of a world title by the bloodline? Like, they're which, both. We 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 don't know what's going on with either title right now. Like, yeah. I I think there's I think there's a lot going. I and I think the other thing I don't I like and don't like about AEW at the same time is that they have title matches every Wednesday. It feels like they have a lot of titles. Sure. But they have a title match every Wednesday or Friday. There's just always a title match going on. And I get that that makes things important. That should also, be the case for the TBS and the TNT. That should be a case for the TBS and TNT titles. Wardlow should be on TV doing an open challenge each week. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I think the TNT and TBS titles are technically, you know, television and championship. Their yes. roster, how, their the roster purpose, is deep enough where it's like, okay, Wardlow beats this guy. Wardlow beats this guy. They're not really hurt by it. They're just guys on the every roster. Now again, every now and again, they bring and in then, Zach Sabre Jr. or somebody. And then they right. can be like, oh, hey, look, here's the feud starting. And then the week's building up to a pay-per-view it's like oh they're starting to interfere they're you know attacking him you know stuff like that so it's like okay cool so we have a story still coming in despite him wrestling yes. other people each week exactly where i think the only thing like that's why the intercontinental and the u.s titles feel bigger now is because they're the only ones we're really seeing yes. get defended it's and it's like uh, kind of, it just feels bad you know like you have i, I would i would I would love it if we had less ROH title matches uh, as much as I love them. 
and more honestly, honestly uh, Tony, more TNT and TBS championship matches. Honestly, right now, Tony probably needs to make Ring of Honor a YouTube thing where it's like, here's where we defend all of our Ring of Honor stuff. And then when it comes to the actual show, those belts aren't on it. Like Jericho yeah, can I'll, still Jericho can still show up, you know. But it's like, say, like I think the, this match isn't for the Ring of Honor. You because know, you know what? As a matter of fact, um, the NWA has a show NWA Power, yeah. where they just have like an hour long series like that every single um Friday or whatnot, or yeah. Tuesday on Fight TV. But it comes on Friday on YouTube. I would just do that for Ring of Honor. Yeah, just do that you for know? now. Like keep it separate from AW because technically it is a separate brand. It should you know? be like. It's just one of those things. It's like that could be think, your other show, but you know you're going to have the Ring of Honor titles involved, and that's what it is. So what I think that's I think the problem you have in doing that is that you do have talent like uh, Daniel Garcia and um, Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho who have their two of the mo- arguably it's the two most important belts in Ring of Honor on AEW programming. Yeah, and they had a the trios belt with Dolphin Castle and the boys. Like they've been showing up not. on they've been showing up on dark lately. Yeah. Uh, so like those titles are starting to be focused on more. But I feel yeah, like because I was about to say the time being, it should just be an online show. Because yeah, I was yeah. about to say, I haven't seen them since uh, the pay-per-view they had, you know, yeah. the tree of six man tag titles. But uh, mm-hmm. look at the time here. We are about an hour and a half in. So, yeah, well, there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about. Um, I think we kind of covered our main points, though. Yeah. Um. Uh, Right. Both shows in general have felt better to watch. Yes, I do uh, think I do overall think the product the, is better, the, but it could be better. People are still arguing. It's like, oh, look at that. AEW didn't break a million. And it's like, that's fine. The show was still good. Like it was it didn't pain me to watch it. You know, like nothing about that show made me feel like I want to switch the channel. I don't think a like I said, AEW does have, you know, very, you know, nicely booked shows. The problem with AEW is just all the stuff that goes on in the back that just happens to end up on dirt sheets. And I, I think, think that's what everybody's focused on right now, but not but the actual show. Yeah, and it's the show itself has been better. And it's been it's, a lot better. It just feels like, you know, the roster is deep. They probably need another show or at least more time to get the rest of the roster featured. I think that's the biggest thing is that they don't have enough time for everybody. So I've started to notice it's like one week is these storylines. The next week, the next week are these storylines. This week is you the storyline. It keeps rotating, you know. You like, have two shows for that. You yeah. have two shows for that. You don't need to do that. They want Rampage to be more wrestling. While Dynamite's like the wrestling slash promo, you know, stuff. So I just you have think online they, shows to do the promo stuff. They also the next thing is like I think one I think they need to have like a dedicated weekly full show just on YouTube. You know, like even if it's just from the studio or whatever just like hey we're filming this this will be an actual canon part of you know everything so uh-huh. it's just like one of those things they just need more time their roster is deep it has great talent but yeah they just don't have enough time on tv to show everybody i mean For i don't sure. think i don't think Marrow's complaining like he's getting paid to just you know be at home mm-hmm. so I would, love that. I would love Bear's that kind of job. Best life with his hot wife. I would love that kind of job, but also I would love to see him wrestle more. So, yes, I mean, I would love to see Miro on back on television more. Matter of fact, I'd love to see uh, CJ Perry on AEW television eventually, well, too. His story you know? was his story was getting into the House of Black thing. 
But then, oh. you know, Alistar Black left and Buddy Murphy also took leave because of visa issues. Uh, but, I mean, you can still have... You can still have Miro and Brody King just like beat each other up for half an hour. And I would oh, love to would watch that match. <laughs> like But yeah, definitely uh wrestling is just better right now. Like wrestling across the is, board. Across the board. Wrestling it's just better. Is, like, like, don't take all of our criticisms for us being no, like wrestling sucks. We have, wrestling we have, is really good right now. It's amazing right now. We have critiques. Don't get me wrong. We have critiques and we have feelings about things because it does kind of take away from it kind of takes away from the importance when Roman is on TV, but he's never wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. and he holds both of the top titles. Like, it just feels like it diminishes them. That's where it my feels like that's where my complaints come from. They just feel like they're in the background right now. And yeah, your and, you world know, titles you, you, are background characters. Like, yeah, to the bloodline, which it, is ironic. It's just like, so those are those are just like my critiques about it. Like, I love yes. WWE still. I love AEW. I haven't watched NXT because ever since the 2.0 change, because I didn't really know like the people on it. And a lot of the people that I liked were either in AEW or on the main roster now. So it's like, why I don't know these guys that well. So why am I even, you know, bothering? Yep. Uh, But yeah, there's like small things here or there. And I mean, it's a business standpoint. There's probably reasons they're doing stuff. So it's like, you know, I can't argue that, but would like a this kind of consistency to continue moving forward. Yes. And yeah, like we we're saying, there's little things here and there that w- that we think would make the product better, but we're just three schmucks who watch have watched wrestling for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I've uh, I'm nothing else. Like I like so. I said, it's been it's been about an hour and a half, so we'll probably just cut here. Uh, <laughs> this is the Without Context podcast after all. If you like what you see, uh, you can uh, subscribe we're going to have access information in the description where we have our own information down in the description as well um i have called another deep uh, i've got 12 episodes on youtube right now uh, the 13th one will come when it comes uh <laughs> we've got we've got some scheduling conflicts um the real bbeg of all D games is scheduling yeah <laughs> um and Always. yeah so uh, we'll get those episodes as we can get to them, and I will announce them on Twitter. On uh, I'll make a short about it, whatever we need to do, uh, as we can get people recording. I think the next record date for us should be the twenty second, if I if I have all my ducks in a row. Uh, um, for the actual next, for for recording, and then it would show up uh, the mon not the Monday after, but the Monday after that. Oh yeah, for the D and D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so. I'm- and yeah. I'm talking to people trying to get more guests on, so we kind yeah, of so, uh, working with that right now. But it is getting to that time of year with holidays and yeah, uh, Christmas, so it's going to be sporadic uh, over the next few months. So wheels follow- are turning, but we're got to turn harder around this time of year. Follow the Twitter, and you'll see us uh, apologize for not having an episode up. So every time, but yeah, uh, but we enjoy, we appreciate you guys coming by and watching us. Uh, and this has been Thought Context uh, for myself, Sharky X. Yeah, X always X good time. to have. X always good to have you here on the yeah, show. Always good so. to be on here, man. You're the uh, you're you're always here for us when we need to fill an episode and talk about <laughs> wrestling. So right, <laughs> so we appreciate that. Yes, but, uh, yeah, no thank, problem. But thank you guys. Uh, check out all the links and everything down below, and hopefully we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take it easy.